0: Compass Media Networks, this is America's First News, this morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Trump's latest request. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Nicole Murray on this Tuesday, February 13th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour.
1: Donald Trump is asking the Supreme Court to pause an appeals re- court ruling that rejected his claim of immunity from criminal charges.
0: One person was killed and five others injured after a shooting on a subway platform in New York City.
1: A bill providing about $95 billion of foreign aid to Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan has cleared a final hurdle in the Senate.
0: And
2: parents tapping retirement savings to help pay the bills of their grown-up kids. If you're talking about mom and dad helping out with the rent, the mortgage payment, um, hundreds of dollars of auto insurance, uh, this is where we get into some red flags from the financial planners who want mom and dad to think about mom and dad.
0: Dan DeVizay at USA Today on how modern parenting does not end when a child turns 18. Former President Trump wants the Supreme Court to block a recent ruling that rejected his claim that he's immune from being prosecuted for trying to overturn his 2020 election loss. We get more from this morning's Mike Gavin.
3: Trump's lawyers are arguing that without such a shield, quote, the presidency as we know it will cease to exist. A week ago, a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit rejected his claim of immunity from prosecution. Two lower courts have rejected Trump's immunity claim, in which his lawyers asserted that exposing him to criminal trial would force future presidents to worry about prosecution for their official actions, handcuffing their willingness to take bold measures in the public interest.
0: Gordon. Thank you, Mike. The latest legal play comes in the federal case brought in August by special counsel Jack Smith, who accused the former president of engaging in a conspiracy to subvert the 2020 election results that culminated in the attack on the Capitol three years ago. It is one of four cases in which Trump is facing a felony charge. President Biden's latest proposal to stop the war in the Middle East. A six-week pause in the fighting between Israel and Hamas in Gaza as a stepping stone toward a longer ceasefire. Biden says the U.S. was working with allies in the region on a deal to pause the fighting to allow Gaza hostages to be freed and the flow of humanitarian assistance to increase. Biden spoke after meeting at the White House with King Abdullah II of Jordan.
4: Together, we will keep working to complete what what we started, to integrate the region, to bring about peace between Israel and all its Arab neighbors, including the Palestinian state.
0: Israel has said about 100 hostages remain alive in Hamas captivity in Gaza. Out of about 240 who were taken during the terrorist group's violent attack on Israel in early October, about 100 were released during a previous ceasefire in November, and militants are believed to be holding the remains of more than 30 others, most of whom died in the initial assaults. One person is dead and five others wounded after a shooting on a New York City subway platform. It happened just after 4.30 yesterday afternoon on the 4 train platform at a subway station in the Bronx. No one's been apprehended yet, no weapons recovered. NYPD Chief of Transit Michael Kemper says authorities say they're looking for at least one suspect.
5: As the train pulled into the Mount Eden uh, station, the doors opened up, uh, and at least one of the individuals in that group, or in the two groups, uh, took out a gun and fired shots.
0: Police think the shooting stemmed from a dispute between two groups of teenagers who started fighting while riding the train. A man in his 30s was pronounced dead at a local hospital. The five others injured in the shooting are in stable condition. Police say they're reviewing surveillance video from cameras on the platform. The NYPD, by the way, said this month the city's transit system saw 222 serious crimes compared with 152 in the same period last year. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, they provide real-time product availability online and have sourcing specialists who can help you track down hard-to-find items. And their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call one 800 granger click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Tuesday. Is there a double standard? The decision to not recommend charges for President Biden following his mishandling of classified records has Republicans complaining there is one. Given the Espionage Act prosecution faced by former President Trump. Here's Rebecca Beitsch, legal affairs reporter at The Hill. Rebecca, take us through it.
4: Yeah. So, of course, you know, people are seeing the overlap in these two cases um, in Both of these cases, kind of like the underlying behavior here is something that could violate the Espionage Act, right, which prohibits, you know, retaining, willfully retaining national defense information. Um, And of course, I think if you're President Trump, he is coming out here complaining there's a double standard and that it's unfair that he was, you know, charged and is being prosecuted, whereas Biden is not. Um, but there are some very significant dif- differences in the case, including just their level of cooperation with the investigations as they were unfolding that I think made a huge part of the difference in why, you know, they ha- they're they experiencing different outcomes here.
0: Dive a little more then into the cooperation of the two sides and how that how that may have played a role in determining somebody's willfulness to hang on to documents.
4: Yeah, so I think in. You know, in Biden's case, they were the ones that discovered the documents. They were the ones that alerted authorities, turned them over. In former President Trump's instance, what you have is someone who was contacted multiple times by the National Archives, refused to turn over documents. Uh, The issue had to be referred to the Department of Justice. He was subpoenaed for the documents, still didn't turn all of them over. Um, intentionally hid information from his attorney and investigators in order to avoid returning these documents. And, you know, in addition to the Espionage Act charges against him, he's also facing obstruction of justice charges because of the actions he took to um, kind of move these documents around Mar-a-Lago in order to hold on to them, even when his home was being, you know, ahead of his home being searched.
0: All right. So Biden, I mean, it was determined that Biden did willfully retain these, but I don't know, for lack of a better term, just from an outsider's perspective, it's almost like, I don't know, it was like he did it sh- uh, with shallow intent. I don't know. <laughs> well, discussion.
4: actually, it's worth going a little deeper there, too, because I think just based on some of the language from special counsel Robert Hur at the top of the report, you might sort of get the impression that. You know that biden was cooperative and that was the only reason that he didn't bring charges but if you read through the report and you really do have to get down into the 200s to kind of explore this but he actually um expresses concern about the level of evidence that he has collected in terms of biden and sort of his willfulness he writes at one point that there's a shortage of evidence and he walks through all of the defenses biden had and again these all get back to willfulness but just that he, um, you know, cooperated with the investigation, that the s- state of the documents where they were found just sort of suggests that he was unaware that, you know, that these were in his home or that they were mm. in his office.
0: Right. We're speaking with Rebecca Beich, legal affairs reporter at The Hill. Her story is called Trump and Biden. Diverging approaches Sealed different fates on dock cases. And then you now have the Biden folks complaining about uh, some of the language that was used to describe the president, right? Like an uh, elderly man with poor memory.
4: Yes, exactly. I think there are a lot of kind of legal experts, former Justice Department officials that are kind of coming out of the woodwork and just saying how surprised they were, that this feels like a lot of commentary from special counsel Robert Hur, as opposed to just kind of sticking to the facts of the case. And when you really do read the entire report, um, Hur himself casts a lot of doubt on his ability to bring or win a conviction here if this was a case that was ever brought. He spends a lot of time identifying um, weaknesses in the evidence and just the, the strength of arguments that, you know, Biden would be able to bring.
0: What, how has Mr. Hur reacted here to these charges that he's politicized things in some way?
4: Uh, that's kind of the thing about being a special counsel. Your report is kind of what you get to do. So whatever message you want to send, you have to send it with your report.
0: Thanks, Rebecca. Rebecca Beitsch, legal affairs reporter at The Hill. Also of note here, House Republicans are requesting recordings and transcripts of special counsel Robert Hur's interviews with President Biden regarding the classified documents case. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one.
1: President Biden says the U.S. is negotiating a deal between Israel and Hamas that would start with a six-week ceasefire. Subsequent phases would then include additional humanitarian aid and the release of all hostages.
4: The key element of the deals are on the table. There are gaps that remain. But I've encouraged Israeli leaders to keep working to achieve the deal. The United States will do everything possible to make it happen.
1: Israel says about 100 hostages remain alive in Hamas' captivity.
0: Number two.
1: Former President Donald Trump has asked the Supreme Court to block a ruling that denied him presidential immunity from being prosecuted. This move could further delay the former president's trial for attempting to overturn the 2020 election. Number three. One person was killed and five others injured in a shooting on a subway platform in the Bronx, New York, yesterday afternoon. NYPD t- Chief of Transit Michael Kemper.
5: People started running off the train onto the platform and more shots were fired while on the platform. And that's when uh, and where
1: our victims were shot. CBS New York reports police are searching for at least one suspect, but no arrests have been made. The Northeast is gearing up for a massive winter storm today. The Weather Prediction Center forecasted up to a foot of snow in Boston where schools are closed. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu.
4: We are also declaring a snow emergency. That means that parking bans will be in effect on posted roadways and major arteries to ensure that we can keep streets clear of snow and available for emergency vehicles.
1: Five to eight inches of snow are also expected in Pennsylvania, New York City, and Massachusetts. An airport security dog sniffed an unusual find in luggage from a traveler returning from Africa for mummified monkeys. The tourist said he brought the monkeys back to eat. Raw meat from wild animals is banned in the U.S. because of the threat of disease.
0: So, If it's mummified, do you do you boil it to, to soften it? I don't know what the prep work would be. I think you kind of just
1: meat. go in as is. I, I can't eat breakfast now. I'm so done with eating today. This is
0: farewell to your cereal. Yes. And everything. Thank you, Nicole. Make this the year you kick a bad habit. Ever tried and failed? Yeah, me too. Here's a new strategy. Try Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. I have one. It's really cool. Fume is a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your nasty habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, helpful for de-stressing. Visit tryfume.com morning. That's F-U-M, fume. Try the Journey Pack at tryfume.com. com slash morning. Fume is giving listeners 10% off when they use my code MORNING to start the good habit. TryFume.com slash morning. Plus, Fume's just released a magnetic stand for your fume, so there's no more losing it around the house. It's built with fidgeting in mind. You can spin your fume around on it. TryFume.com slash morning. Thanks for joining us. Three out of five parents with adult children gave them financial help in the past year. The new study by Pew Research illustrates, in case we needed a reminder, that modern parenting does not end when a child turns 18. More from Dan DeVizay, personal finance reporter at USA Today. Dan, explain.
2: Well, it looks like a a large majority of of parents who have adult-age children are still handling some of their bills. And there's not a lot of longitudinal research on this, but I've seen... A bunch of surveys that just in the past couple of years that show a huge, huge swath of parents who have kids in their 20s, even into their 30s, are covering everything from, you know, auto insurance, health insurance, streaming services, uh, you know, we pay our kids uh, uh phone, you know, cell phone plan, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I guess to a certain extent with the cell phones, right? I mean, the family plan could save a few bucks, but the theory would be that your kid is I don't know, he's Venmoing you once a month to cover his or her share, but I'm not sure that applies to everything else.
2: No, I, I think I think this happens on a few different levels. I think that if it's a family that still has a family cell phone plan, a family uh, streaming service, and the streaming services might object to this, uh, there's some economy there, and, and that's hardly going to bankrupt the parents. But if you're talking about Mom and dad helping out with the rent the mortgage payment um, hundreds of dollars of auto insurance uh, this is where we get into some red flags from the financial planners who want mom and dad to think about mom and dad yeah you know? boy
0: all right so uh, along those lines then does this generosity by mom and dad help or hurt mom and dad and or the adult kid
2: well I interviewed psychologists as well because there's two sides to this there's the mental side and then there's the fiscal side. Financially, it's fine as long as the parents sort of know what they're doing and have their future and their retirement sort of mapped out. And if and they need to be able to parse what they're spending on them and what they're spending on their kids. Uh, the financial planners I interviewed said there needs to be a, an end to it, a, a finiteness to it. You know, you, you can't Keep supporting your kids into perpetuity because eventually you have to mind your own retirement. Now, as far as the psychological side, uh, psychologists would say—a psychologist did say—that the kids at a certain point are being blocked from becoming independent and sort of moving out, figuratively and literally, into onto their onto their own. And so, if you keep helping, 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 you're the snowplow parent clearing everything in your adult child's path. At a certain point, you start hurting them. Yeah. We're speaking with
0: Dan Divise, personal finance reporter at USA Today. His story is called The Economy is Different Now. Parents pay grown-up kids' bills with retirement savings. Um, I get the sense, since my kids are sort of like getting to be that age, that the economy is different. College is way more expensive than when I attended in the 80s, and, and homes are way pricier than I think than when my parents first purchased one.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, I added a sort of to-be-sure section to this story, and you're right on. Uh, Housing costs are crazy high. Uh, College in inflation-adjusted terms is more expensive. Um, There's not a lot of breaks that Generation Z kids out there are getting. On the other hand, um, you know, people don't earn less now in constant dollars than they did 30, 40 years ago. You'd be hard-pressed to argue that.
0: Thanks, Dan. Dan Divizet, personal finance reporter at USA Today. Getting older used to mean losing strength, maybe losing stamina in the office or bedroom. Hey, guys, it's Gordon Deal. Excited to share that Nugenics Total T is helping me and guys everywhere crush the stigmas of age. For me, that afternoon energy drop? No longer. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster will help you re-energize your life. Try Nugenics Total T for free before you buy. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231231 and enter keyword Gordon. Nugenics Total T is backed by years of science to safely maximize your free and total testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text two three one two three one and enter the keyword Gordon. Text now and you'll also get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the most powerful fat incinerator ever. Text two three one two three one and enter keyword Gordon. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Number one, doctor recommended brand by primary care physicians based on independent survey. We are America's First News. This morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Tuesday, February 13. Gordon Deal with Nicole Murray. Some of our top stories and headlines. Trump wants the Supreme Court to intervene on his immunity claim. Biden wants a six-week pause in fighting between Israel and Hamas. If you're traveling today, watch for disruptions from a fast-moving storm targeting the Northeast. An aid package for Ukraine and Israel clears a final procedural hurdle in the Senate. Tiger Woods announced a new apparel line called Sunday Red. A record 123 million of us watched the Super Bowl. And a doctor's lost ring found in someone else's laundered scrubs. That story in about 20 minutes. There's a striking disconnect between the widely shared pessimism among Americans and measures that show the economy is actually robust. The reasons why from Aaron Zittner, reporter and editor at The Wall Street Journal, Aaron explain the disconnect.
5: Well, that's right. By many measures, this is a really, really good economy. Um, Unemployment has just hit 24 straight months in which the rate is below 4%. That's the longest stretch of unemployment below four percent since the 1960s um, inflation uh you know was high but it's been coming down stock market is doing well and uh you know people were hit during covid uh, inflation was bad supply chain problems but wages uh, have started to outpace inflation so the bite of inflation is lessening uh, compared with wages and yet people just don't feel good and when economists you know run their metrics they say look there used to be a correlation a pretty close correlation between the economic fundamentals the measures of the economy and consumer sentiment how people were feeling about the economy but that that has been disconnected and people just tell the uh the pollsters that they feel much worse about the economy than you would think based on the metrics of how the economy is actually doing.
0: Jeez, all right, so some of the people you talked to in your story used phrases like, I feel like it could all go away tomorrow, uncertainty, thin ice, like, like this is based on what for them?
5: Well, that's right. I mean, people use the word pessimism, people are pessimistic about the economy. The better word is, is the one that you used, you know, uncertainty, or I would say fragility in other words when we ask people how do you feel about the economy in some way they're reacting to the economy they see right in front of them you know inflation really has been corrosive but as we talk to people we realized that it's not just how the economy is doing right now that's leading to this downbeat outlook it's bigger trends it's the fragility of life i think i what i take away from our interviews is that the world has become more uncertain to people. Inflation scared people. It was an uncontrollable force. Nothing seemed to be able to take, you know, rein it in, although the Fed certainly has had its role. And COVID just came out of nowhere. and scared people and then you go broader than that you go to hey there's a land war in Europe right now in Ukraine and there's war in the Middle East and our adversaries like you know Russia Iran China seem to be empowered all that coming at a time when people don't have a lot of faith in business leaders or government leaders to navigate us through it and so I think Beyond the immediate economy, what's going on is a greater sense of fragility, uncertainty in the world. Things are okay right now, but, you know, things could change in a minute. And a lack of faith that there's leadership anywhere that can guide us through these waters that look more perilous than we would have said just a few years ago.
0: Jeez, we're speaking with Aaron Zittner, reporter and editor at The Wall Street Journal. They've got a story called Why Americans Are So Down. On a strong economy. All right. So uh, you open the story by profiling this guy, Clayton Wiles, truck driver from North Carolina. What's he say? Uh,
5: well, he's he's uh, uh, someone who's you know trying to get by on um, not a particularly high income, but he you know he's he's gained uh, uh, he, he's his income has come up. Uh, I think he makes about ten thousand dollars more than he did three years ago. But they're a, they're a about at the median of of national income of about $60,000, can't afford to fix their broken-town truck. Um, They're having to take out of retirement savings in order to pay for health insurance for their kids, who they think are going to lose Medicaid eligibility. It's families like this that find um, inflation and high interest rates to be particularly damaging. I mean, it's not surprising that Lower income families are going to spend a bigger portion of their income on gas, food, you know, groceries, and inflation is going to hurt them a lot. People who don't own a home are going to look at interest rates that are higher than they've been in recent years and say, gee, that makes a home unaffordable. And this is a family for whom inflation is really... um, really corrosive.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Zittner, reporter and editor at The Wall Street Journal. Time now for The Mic Drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, we're inundated every day with healthy eating advice,
3: but there's always the people that flout convention thinking and thinking and not not only survive, but they even thrive. That's what one British bodybuilder is claiming, doubling down on his decision to eat a daily brick of butter to improve his body's function and to help avoid being hangry. The New York Post says Jonathan Griffiths is not only scarfing down the butter every day, but also one and a half pounds of meat, half a liter of raw milk, four ounces of cheese and four eggs a day. Griffiths, who dodges fruits and vegetables like they're the Black Plague, noticed the carnivore diet on YouTube in 2020 and he never looked back, even as experts have warned against that regimen. Griffith says he had a spinal fusion procedure in 2022 and claims his special eating habits are helping him through the recovery, saying that anyone experiencing any health issues, quote, should have started this diet yesterday. In fact, he's so committed that he'll substitute butter for chocolate, having a butter bite for dessert and pretending that it's the sweet stuff. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like butter that much or at least not. Just by itself, like just chomping down on a brick of butter. I do like yeah. butter on almost every food, but yep. not by itself like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, as I've said here before, um, I like to drag like a salted pretzel rod through butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. one of my go-tos. But I can I'm see that. not sure about
3: just yeah.
0: whacking a a spoonful of it and yeah. eating it that way. See,
3: see, in his world, the carbs are going to be the bad thing. So he's not going to eat a pretzel rod, right? He's going to say, oh, that's that's junk right. food. Yeah. He's going to eat yeah. the brick
0: of butter mm. instead and just Boy. skip just skip the carbs. Mm. And instead of chocolate, <laughs> he's reaching for the butter. Right, the butter sweets. bites. And he, yeah. like,
3: freezes the butter and, he, you know, makes, it, like, makes little shapes
0: okay. out of it, sort of pretends that it's a fun dessert. Mm. So you referenced, uh, like, flouting conventional thinking yeah, here, right? Yeah, so yeah. kind of just... Can I turn this to drinking for just a okay, second? Okay, sure. Yeah. So um, I'm a big fan of the old-fashioned mm-hmm. made with bourbon. But now I've been turned on to swapping out the bourbon for Añejo Tequila. Okay. Which is the brownish, you know, right, tequila. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is like. And this what, is what my that new do? obsession. what
3: does that do for you? Uh,
0: it just changes the flavor. <laughs> it gives me a new way to approach old-fashions. Yeah. Fashions. yeah. Uh, so I discovered, not that I'm hawking it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I've discovered this, this new brand called uh, Pistola Del Diablo. Okay. Or pistol of the devil. Devil's gun. All right. This this is my new thing now. All right. So the añejo tequila, instead of the bourbon, Mm -hmm. with a little simple sugar and orange bitters. Okay. And that's my that's my new old All fashion. Right, well, yeah, whatever you can do to keep it fresh. Yeah. You don't want to get sick that's of not. drinking.
3: You know, <laughs> we got, no. got, And we know everyone has an opinion on who will win the Super Bowl every year, and most people just pick the team which will be victorious, and others more boldly pick the final score of the game, though those rarely work out. That's why one Texas TV sports anchor is getting props today for correctly predicting not only a Chiefs win, but the final score of 25-22. to 22. Stan Smith, who works at KLBK TV in Lubbock, made the prediction on the air and even admitted at the time that the score was a little unusual. He reposted the clip on social media after the game and said he came up with the score without really thinking, though he also joked that maybe he was in possession of the mythical script that some have accused the NFL of using to determine who wins the game. By the way, that, that those numbers, yeah. like if you had
0: boxes? right. The numbers five and two. You would have thought like, oh, these are the worst numbers ever. I have a friend who runs a pool like this. He gives you your money back (laughs) if you get five and two. So you're people like winning, you know, the the, the grand prize here with a five and a two as their numbers. If you had made this bet in Vegas, you would be like rich today. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. If you still have landline phone service, you may have noticed that your monthly bills have been skyrocketing. That's because the FCC no longer regulates copper lines and phone companies are jacking up the price of their service. UMA is an internet home phone service that lets you keep enjoying the safety and peace of mind of a home phone without paying an arm and a leg. In fact, with a one-time purchase of the UMA Tello, you get internet home phone service for free. All you pay are applicable taxes and fees. Unlike mobile phones, UMA has address-based 911, so dispatchers will know exactly where to find you in an emergency. In the event you call 911, UMA can send a text alert to loved ones. UMA even includes a free mobile app so you can take your home number on the go. And don't worry, you can keep your home phone number for a one-time fee or get a new one for free. Setup is easy. It takes less than 10 minutes. Stop paying too much for home phone service. Visit UMA.com slash Gordon Deal today to get a special discount. That's O-O-M-A. Dot com slash Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Among the headline-grabbing moments from Sunday's big game between the Chiefs and Niners came in the second quarter when, as you may have seen, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey confronted his coach Andy Reid in apparent anger, bumping him, yelling at him. The two brushed it off as no big deal in the post-game press conference. But the situation raises the question of how Kelsey might have handled things differently in the first place. Watch asked experts what they thought. First off, It goes without saying it's never acceptable to get physical if you lose your cool at work. Paul Lopez, labor and employment attorney with the South Florida-based firm of Tripp Scott, says such actions can result in legal claims and liability issues. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again. Here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The
1: Senate is expected to vote for final passage of the nearly $96 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan this morning. Supporters say the U.S. will risk its own security if the rise of authoritarian forces are ignored. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul disagrees.
4: This bill gives the finger to American taxpayers. This bill gives the finger to all of America. This bill is Ukraine first, America last.
1: Stricter immigration laws were omitted from the agreement last week.
0: Number two.
1: Anti-Semitic writings were found in a home connected to the shooter who allegedly opened fire at a Texas church over the weekend. Police say 36-year-old Genesee Moreno was carrying an assault rifle with the word Palestine written on it. Houston Police Department Commander Christopher Hassig.
0: She acted alone. We do believe this was what we term a a lone wolf, lone suspect situation. We do not believe this is part of a larger nexus she is not part of a larger group.
1: The motive is still not clear. Moreno was killed at the scene.
0: Number three.
1: A small plane carrying two people landed safely after losing a door mid flight over a New York public park yesterday. Police say the search for the missing door continues. No damage or injuries were reported, and officials are investigating the cause of the incident. The West Virginia Senate has advanced a bill that would fine anyone caught smoking or possessing a lit tobacco product while in a vehicle with anyone age 16 or under. The CDC says West Virginia has the largest adult cigarette smoking population in the country. This law already exists in 11 other states. Super Bowl 59 will take place at Caesars Superdome in New Orleans next year. New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell. The city of New Orleans is ready to provide a one-of-a-kind experience, unique only, and the culture only, that you can feel in the city of New Orleans. This will be the 11th time New Orleans will host the Super Bowl.
0: I, I think I would agree with the uniqueness.
1: I am and the so culture. ready. Let's go! Are you going? I mean... What? I mean, if what we, this? What if we all go as a crew? Let,
0: hold on. Let me ask this question. How many minutes of Super Bowl 58 did you actually watch?
1: Okay, that's not fair. That's at like 6.30 p.m. and I moved the day before.
0: Credibility is shattered. Thanks for being with us. An anesthesiologist who accidentally sent her diamond ring through the wash is rejoicing after her jewelry turned up at another hospital. Dr. Radhika Ramasamy, a consultant anesthesiologist at the West Suffolk NHS Foundation Trust in the U.K., put her diamond ring in her scrubs pocket in mid-December while doing a procedure. She didn't realize until the next day the ring was gone, figured it would be destroyed by the washing machines. The Foundation Trust says five days after she tucked the ring into her pocket, a worker 100 miles away at Royal Free Hospital putting on newly washed scrubs found the unexpected. The facilities team at Royal Free Hospital reached out to the laundry service it used for its scrubs. It was then that it learned that Ramasamy reported her ring missing. A reunion was quickly arranged and Ramasamy got her ring back safe and sound. That'll do it for this hour. For Nicole Murray and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to this morning, America's First News.